Hi, this is Don Thompson here with another podcast for you today. And what I'd like to talk about today is building confidence and how we can do that. And I'm going to step through an exercise uh, related to building confidence. So I'll, I'll talk a little bit about the importance of confidence and, and then we'll step through the exercise. So confidence is a very important thing. I, I haven't always had self-confidence. I've slowly been able to build more self-confidence over the years. But I have to say that even within the context of being mature and having supposed self-confidence, that you know you will find times where your self-confidence is questioned. And you question yourself and you question your self-confidence. A lot of times, in my mind, this has to do with uh, issues related to your family. Because your family is really where you will get, I feel, and I think psychologists would agree with me, uh, you will sort of inherit uh, their self-confidence. Uh, I'm not a psychologist. I, I'm not licensed as a psychologist, so please take this as an, it kind of, you know, done from an advising role, not from a therapeutic role. But I would say that most psychologists and psychiatrists would agree that self-confidence, you know, comes from, to a large extent, your, your family, your parents. Did your parents have self-confidence? And in my case, uh, I had a couple of, of wonderful parents, and I, uh, my my mom, and my father were were you know both really enamored with each other, and they really really liked each other, and that was a good basis for self confidence. And my my mother, she had a lot of children, um, several children over you know many years of marriage. And uh, she had, I think, eight boys. You know, she lost one of them uh, to uh, heart disease when he was young. He was he was born with a, a certain kind of heart disease, and he died when he was about three. His brother, my brother, he Brent, he, he lived on for many years. But he also died relatively young in his 60s of, of heart disease. And uh, my other brothers had some problems. I had a brother with polio. Uh, I had an autistic brother. So my parents often had children that had issues. Uh, I didn't really have any issues. I had sort of near. I was nearsighted. I guess that was a problem, but not, nothing major. And uh, my oldest brother, he didn't really have any problems. And and my 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 two younger brothers uh, didn't really have any problems. My youngest brother, he was autistic, however. But anyway, these challenges for my parents, I think, created issues with their self-esteem. My mom would oftentimes blame herself for the problems that the children have. It, it's just sort of, a, I, I don't know how to put it, but parents will often do that, I think. They will blame themselves for whatever reason. And... Uh, Maybe it's, you know, something to do with a, a Christian upbringing. I, I'm not sure. My father had a lot of self-confidence, but he had a lot of business failures and a lot of issues related to starting up business and to 
having some level of success, oftentimes great level of success, I mean, actually to the point of really being considered wealthy, and then he might lose uh, his money. You know, he might, might, generally speaking, it happened during a recession. And my father's businesses uh, would often be, you know, have problems during recessions. So as a result, he he, he, he lost his self-confidence over the years because the last business venture that he had, um, you know, when that didn't work out, um, as a matter of fact, it, it, it was related to me and it was sort of traumatic. I, it's not like it was a major horrible failure. We just couldn't really continue on and I had to t- take a break. And we spun up the same idea in a different way. It was a production company. So we started it in one fashion, then we restarted it later. But during the initial uh, issues, uh, you know, my, my father really, he retired at that point. I mean, we really couldn't go on. So we, we, we worked with him to, uh, you know, to help him retire, my brother and I. Um, so at any rate, the reason I talk about these things is because of my parents and their issues with self-esteem. And I, I've often find myself battling with self-esteem because of these issues of, uh, you know, a lot of it has to do with business. I mean, you know, starting a business and having the business succeed for a while and then it might fail. So there's this idea in American society and American culture that the entrepreneur, you know, is sort of king. If we, we look up to these entrepreneurs, we lift them up into the status of almost gods. Like you have the, the Zuckerbergs and the Elon Musks and the Donald Trumps, even though, of course, he's not so favored right now anymore. But you get the point. We have these billionaires, these millionaires that we hold up, Warren Buffett and so on and so forth. These are the icons of American culture. But in reality, it's not really that realistic. I mean, people, you know, for the most part, uh, this idea of becoming a, a, a multi-billionaire certainly is, is not really realistic for most people. Business success is, is, is possible, and I've certainly had that in my life. I've had some businesses that have been very successful, and uh, particularly within the technology field. I mean, I've worked in technology and had a lot of success there. And I don't mean to drone on about this, but basically, I just want to give you a sense of where I'm coming from in terms of uh, self-esteem. I do have, I do believe for me personally, it's, it's had a lot to do with business. Not so much to do with relationships, not so much to do with family, not so much to do with academics, which I've had a lot of fun with, academics. Uh, all those things have really worked out really nicely. Business however, has had its ups and downs. And because of this, it seems like it does relate to one's self-esteem. But you need to have confidence. You need to build confidence. And I think, to a certain extent, success builds confidence. So if you can have something successful that you do, that you can master, that you can have a feedback loop on uh, that tells you that you're doing good, that will build confidence. For me, I've had a variety of things that I've done and been able to build confidence through those activities uh, most of it has to do with writing, or a lot of it has to do with writing in one way or, or another. I've, I've had plays produced and films produced, and and uh, I've had a lot of, you know, a lot of joy in academics and writing essays academically and that type of thing. So a, a lot of joy and success in, in, in that, and being a thinker, really. Um, but I'd like to, to step through an exercise now, and this comes from the work of Sean Fargo, who is 
I, I find a very, very uh, beneficial mindfulness coach and teacher out there. He has a lot of information uh, that he makes available to us. And I'm going to go ahead and step through the, uh, the, the mindfulness practice that he has related to low self-esteem. And really by building up self-confidence, we can improve the outcomes of our activities. So, you know, I mentioned some of the activities that I've done that I built self-confidence from. It's like a feedback loop. If you get positive feedback, uh, you will feel more confident. But business deals and work and love relationships and friendships and everything in your life can be enhanced by building up your self-confidence. So what I'd like you to do is I'm going to invite you to go ahead and close your eyes and imagine yourself standing in front of you, yourself, looking back at you. So you're, you're sort of, you know, split. You're, you're, you imagine yourself in front of yourself, looking back at yourself. Now, bit by bit, I'm, I'm going to invite you to create a new you in your imagination that has all the characteristics that you would uh, feel would give you incredible confidence. So if you want to do this... Uh, uh, visualization, uh, you can do it on a couple different levels. You can do it physically. So you might look at the thin you, uh, a healthy you. Picture yourself very healthy and thin, vibrant, and the type of body and health that you would like to have. <clears throat> Perhaps you'd like to have a different hair color or uh, a different hairstyle. Um, so there can also be non-visual characteristics. You may want a powerful voice or a brilliant mind. Um, you might want to be super sexy and all those things that some of us or all of us desire at some point. So you imagine yourself with all of these characteristics and qualities that will give yourself really that super confidence that you desire. And I invite you to watch the image of yourself change in your mind's eye. So just make sure that the image is big and bright and bold and powerful and really stands out in your mind's eye. Um, and imagine a feeling of confidence coursing through the veins of this imaginary you. You can feel the rush of power, of control, of fearlessness that comes with this new confidence. You can do anything, basically, is the way you feel. And notice how the imaginary you stands with a stance of great confidence and holds his or her head up in a very, very confident and uh, very confident way, like you might imagine a lion or uh, some other very confident animal in nature. Next, when you're ready, I invite you to, you know, uh, just stand up and, and, and just look around the room, walk around the room and look at things in the room, and just hold this imaginary image of this new self-confident you, and step inside of it, become it, feel yourself experiencing all the sensations of having this amazing confidence, notice how your body changes, your stance shifts, and even your gaze suddenly alters to express this volcano of confidence that has arisen within you. Now go ahead and sit back down and invite you to uh, imagine now that this new you is standing in front of a large audience of admirers. You see yourself in a theater looking out over this large 
audience of admirers. And they are cheering for you. They're clapping for you. They're swooning with adulation and devotion to you. And this makes you very confident. You feel very, very appreciated by these people who are really, you know, giving you uh, a great boost of confidence by their support and their and they're really, you know, desire to show you how much they appreciate you. Now, what I would invite you to do, really, as you're going through these visualizations, just to take a moment to take a couple of breaths. And just, you know, pay particular attention to where the positive feelings uh, you're having are located in your body. So just settle and breathe easily for a moment after going, going through really some pretty intense visualizations of confidence. And just relax now. And just notice where these positive feelings you're having related to confidence are located in the body. And you want to really find this center, this physical point of your confidence. And you want to feel it with a deep sense of bodily awareness. So now, to, to finish off the meditation, I invite you to alternate between the visualization of yourself in the theater, in front of the marvelous crowd, to this place in your body where you're feeling this sense of confidence. And this, this exercise should really make you feel quite good, excellent, you know, full of confidence. And just rest with this sense of confidence, positive confidence, coursing throughout your body, but really centered in this place, this point in your body that you found. And any time you want to come back to this, you can, of course. You can just sit down, relax, take a couple of breaths. Remember this place in your body where the confidence arises. And then look out into this imaginary crowd, which may, you know, pretty soon eventually be a real crowd. You may find yourself speaking. You may find yourself teaching. You may find yourself in front of a very, very large group of people. Um, and you'll have a lot of confidence when you do this. Just to let you know that this exercise comes from a, a discipline called neuro-linguistic programming. It's essentially a form of self-hypnosis, um, or you could call it visualization. And uh, again, uh, this comes from the work of Sean Fargo, who is a really wonderful mindfulness teacher out there. I invite you to check out his website, of course. Um, but neuro-linguistic programming is, is a way to visualize and, and really imagine uh, yourself to be, uh, you know, what you want to be uh, through uh, visualization exercise. So that's the podcast for today. I really appreciate your time, as always. I love giving these podcasts. I love talking about these really important topics. And uh, I look forward to speaking with you again soon. Bye-bye.